Greetings, listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. I'm back with Ewan Anderson. Hello. And we're here to talk post-WonderCon. Um, that's right. We're <laughs> we're going to talk the no-pressure con of how it really went down. And I have to say, it was a no-pressure con. Uh, it really was. Yes. It really was. Like, um, It's just it's so nice to be at a convention where you can walk down the halls in the dealer's room. And yes. if you want to go see a panel... You just walk into that panel, and I did that several times throughout the course of the weekend. With the exception of the Doctor Who screening. With the exception of the Doctor Who screening. That was the one thing that we queued for. And i uh, got to say, totally worth it. Yes. Especially for the Femme Fatales panel. Oh, well, as, as we predicted. As we predicted. Con highlights. A thoroughly enjoyable show. <laughs> a thoroughly enjoyable panel. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, for those who, who didn't attend, was fascinating because uh, clearly they knew most of the audience there was for Doctor Who. So they kept skewing all their questions to Doctor Who related stuff. They, Which, you know. They, they, they really did their best with it, but uh, I, you know... Props to them for carrying on because nobody cared. <laughs> yeah. I'll give them this, and we talked about this. I'll give them this. Uh, I did not know anything about this show. And based on the trailer, I'm like, okay, you got, of course, I knew from a title, you got Hot Babes. That's great. But I didn't know it was like kind of an anthology show that covers all the I didn't know genres. it was Hot Babes on Cinemax. Whoa. Now I'm interested. Okay, there you go. So uh, I'm, I'm actually intrigued to sample this show because I'm always down for a good anthology uh, series, being a, a big Twilight Zone and Outer Limits fan, so... Um, I will I will give the show a sample. So kudos to these guys. The the panel did its job. I'm going to go and try the show out. I, I can't say if I'll like it, but who knows? Maybe I'll fall in love with it. Maybe I'll have to do a costume. We'll be talking about Femme Vitale cosplay <laughs> um, or something. But um, but yeah, no the, uh, the the screening was awesome. That was definitely a huge highlight. And uh, it's there's nothing like watching new Doctor Who with a crowd. I yeah, mean, a big crowd that's just into it. Uh, yeah, and they everybody was so into that. It mm-hmm. was it was really nice to like have that kind of the big kind of communal like outburst of like finally knew who after you know waiting like months for this yeah, they did. um and you could really kind of feel that in the room everybody was so excited about it happening yeah there were a lot of parts where a lot of people were erupting with uh with laughs and joy the the bit where he pulls out the fez and the the moment when they talk about was it uh, amy sorry i say amy clara says <laughs> Uh, what chapter are you on? Oh, 10, oh, 11 is the best. You're crying yeah. your eyes out. And all those things had such a great reaction to the point where I know I missed some lines and uh, we just rewatched it tonight. Unfortunately, we were talking over a lot of it because <laughs> we all are sharing our theories about uh, season 7B here. But uh, I, I'm going to have to watch it yet again with uh, my girlfriend, Terry, who sadly could not make WonderCon because she was under the weather. Um, so that kind of threw off my own plans a bit. I'll get back to that. But uh, I'm going to re- watch it properly again to catch all the lines that I missed. Because although I, I, I certainly know what happened, uh, I'd like to catch all the little nuances and stuff. See if there are any other clues to Clara Oswin Oswald's fate. 
But uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I mean, if you if you get into it, yeah, there's some plot holes. But you know what? It moves great. It's very entertaining. Um, and it's uh, it's great to see uh, the return of the great intelligence, I have to say. Absolutely. Yeah, so big thumbs up for me. Uh, and it, it was fun to hang with the group. And uh, I think we got in there within about a half an hour of lining up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was the, the longest I lined up for anything in the yeah. entire con. Was that like maybe like half hour, 45 minutes to get into Doctor Who? Indeed, indeed. The only bummer was we didn't get a next time trailer on that episode. Yeah. 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 Don't know what was up with that. That was kind of lame. Uh, but, uh, no, I was just thinking, I'm kind of, I'm looking over the Friday program as if, oh, I hit all these panels. No, I didn't <laughs> hit any of these things except for the Doctor Who screening. Um, but, uh, I have to say that, you know, I got there at about noon, ran right into Kevin Kittredge as he's walking in with his dad, dressed as the fifth Doctor, and he's like, what timing? And I'm like, what timing? So we stuck together most of the time as four and five, and I gotta say, uh, I've said this to you, I've said this many, many times. But I think thanks to the new show being popular and BBC America really doing its part promoting it, it's the 50th anniversary, lots of people were, were getting the Who and got classic Who. Yeah. I got stopped so much that I'm like, wow, where was all this love when I first did Tom <laughs> back in uh, 2006 at Comic-Con? And, uh, well, here it is. It's 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 uh, made up in spades. So that was great. A lot of people really liked uh, seeing uh, classic Doctors. And we kept running into, what is it, Alana and Erica and the TARDIS girls and... Uh, uh, our friend Garth, who did the Sixth Doctor that day, so we made an interesting four, five, six group for a yeah. while. Yeah, so it it was neat and uh, a lot of good Who merchandise. I did not mm. know they made Doctor Who Yahtzee now. They made wow. You missed the Doctor Who yeah, Yahtzee? Yeah, yeah. Like yes, yes, in a TARDIS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I weirdly had the opposite uh, thing with you, where um, I was wearing the uh, the the purple coat eleven from the new episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I might have just been a little bit too early on that one because a lot of people, even though I was hanging out with the fourth Doctor and the fifth Doctor, didn't 100% know who I was. Oh, so people weren't <laughs> going Doctor. They just thought, guy in a bow tie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were they were a little bit confused. Um, definitely, like, Saturday was a lot better with that because mm-hmm. I think people had been at the screenings right. and they're like, oh, cool, that's great. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was kind of funny. You were uh, ahead of the curve. <laughs> Yes. Well, you weren't around all the people on the forums who've been studying all the set pictures for months. That's true. Yes, you're on regular true. fans who yeah. wait for the episode to air. Yeah, I, I know how that goes. My favorite was there was at least two or three times people thought you were McGann. I know, I know. Uh, which I guess is a testament to how crazy the lighting is in the TV movie. <laughs> right, that they think that, that would but, be Oh, yeah, McGann. purple, yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must be, yeah, it's purple. Although I don't remember McGann ever wearing a bow tie, but... Uh... Yeah. They maybe just thought I was doing a really bad version of McGann. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or I suppose so. You're right. I won't. I won't say that. But uh, but you're right. It was it was great to to get the fan love, and I and I noticed uh, it's great seeing all these photos come back on Facebook. That I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good time. And I totally mm. forgot we had that great group shot um, after the screening. Yeah, we had like everybody. a lot of fans all together. Uh, and my buddy Carl uh, ran into us at that time, uh, actually before the screening, and that was a godsend because I only had one bag of Jelly Babies left over from Gallifrey. <laughs> That's how casual this con was. I didn't order a new uh, set of Jelly Babies for it. And he came in with this big box of Jelly Babies. And he just let me grab like eight handfuls of that stuff. (laughs) And I completely reloaded for the next day and a half. So uh, thank you again, Carl, for that. Uh, So uh, that's how I I had Jelly Babies for the remainder of the the weekend. Uh, But I'm trying to think of other standout stuff. Oh, you know what? Um, Friday and Saturday, uh, I did a lot of interviews 
with a lot of, and I, I don't know who half these people are. A lot of it's up online. Uh, when I post this, I'll, I'll post links because I've, I've been finding some of it. But uh, there was a there was a puppet bird I talked to <laughs> at some point that was uh, rather interesting. And I, everyone around me said, "Don't talk to this bird. You don't know what it's going to ask you." And I'm like, "I'll swing with the punch. Why not?" <laughs> I was shocked that it wanted to talk to me and not to one of the other doctors. Mm. But I guess he was a Tom fan. Uh, and then I know that there was uh, another guy who talked to me and Kevin and was talking about how the universe will implode. That was the common joke. Whenever I was around Kevin or I was around uh, Andrew as another fourth doctor, everyone would say, oh, the universe is going to explode when you two meet. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, that's the tenth time I heard that one day. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And uh, interesting thing about that dealer's room is they did move it to another area where it was bigger yeah. last year. And uh, and I noticed that it was definitely busier this year. As uh, I think we said, uh, Saturday sold out. Yeah. Friday sold out on the day. So Sunday was really the main day people could still kind of go, being that it was Easter weekend. Yeah. 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 Um, um, busier, but still not uncomfortably no, no, busy. No. no, not at all. Really pleasant. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. And um, uh, I mean, there was a few little aisles uh, I, I noticed toward the, um, what I call like the toy, the more of the toy area. Right, right. Where it would get really crazy crowded and I had to learn just, I'm not going to go over there. And luckily I didn't have like a real spendable budget this year. So it was easy for me to go, well, I guess I'm not going over there. Uh, except I did pass a t-shirt booth. Did you see this? Were you there with me when, um, I'm always saying that, were you with me? Cause I was, I was always ping ponging with different friend groups, uh, that, uh, they had a bunch of, um, t-shirts and one of them was, uh, from robot. It was the quote of, uh, there's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. Oh, nice. And it had jelly babies and it was featured. It wasn't like on the wall. It was oh, featured on the yeah, table. Oh yeah, I the booth you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And they yeah. had a Tom Baker photo and I walked right up and I'm wearing the exact outfit from that photo and the girls freaked out going, oh. And I said, oh, and I took a little photo next to it and I offered him a jelly baby. And that was, that was very cute. I think they were a little, cause Kevin spotted him first. He's like, Hey, I have your doctor here. So that was nice. Um, my favorite purchase that I got, yes. uh, at WonderCon was another Doctor Who t-shirt. Uh, it was the Wu-Tang Clan logo. Um, but with the TARDIS nice. uh, in the center and it was Dr. Wu. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's nerdy on so many levels. It is. <laughs> it makes me very happy. I love the mashup stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The amount of uh, Doctor Who stuff at different booths was surprising this year because not yeah. just the toys, the usual toys, but uh, blown up, uh, I'm not going to call them plushy, like air blown up TARDISes. <laughs> yes. I saw a lot of those and I saw a lot of the girls wearing the, I wouldn't call them full TARDIS dresses. They're like tight sort of t-shirt things. Yeah, yeah. I think they've been selling those in Hot Topic. Oh, um, that explains it. Okay. So, so yeah. Yes. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's so nice to have seen like Doctor Who cosplay like really just explode over yes. the last like four years. Yes. And a lot of people wearing the, I noticed the officially licensed scarf. Mm -hmm. um, and you're right, or the, or the girls wearing the t-shirts and so forth. And uh, what it was always interesting to me to see someone walk by in a Doctor Who, like wearing the fez or a t-shirt or what, or even a full out eleven costume, and complete like I would make eye contact, and they completely would not clock clearly <laughs> that I was another Doctor. Like they wouldn't even give me like a nod or a smile. They were like, oh, okay, whatever. And I'm the like, Bob Dylan costume's amazing, man. <laughs> and I just went, new fan. All right, you know. <laughs> And, uh, did I'm you like, resist the urge to trip them up on the way past? Uh, a little bit, but <laughs> it, it was okay. I'm sure Kevin, Kevin would have happily done it. He was, uh, he was happy to get into people's faces, but, um, uh, the thing that's shocked me and I, I had seen one at Gallifrey, but not in the package. So I thought this was, uh, a, 
something somebody had made. But, um, you know, I have my 500 year diary, mm-hmm. but that's from an actual diary I had to find that was very close and similar, da da da. And then, uh, I think it was Boba Matt from the RPF helped me with the lettering and all that. So I'm very happy with my diary, mm-hmm. which is holding all my autographs. Yeah. Well, they have an officially licensed 500 year diary now. They're marketing right next to the River Song Diary. It's pretty amazing. That blows my mind. <laughs> blows my mind. I looked at it and it even says officially licensed. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, first it blows my mind. We live in a day and age you can get figures of all of the classic doctors and many of the classic companions and villains. But the fact you can get a Patrick Troughton diary. Kids love Troughton. Kids love the Troughton. You're right. I just, oh. And the guy at the, at the counter was being very complimentary to uh, the costume. We talked a little bit. He's like, oh, just you wait. There's all kinds of good stuff coming this year. This year you're going to be blown away by all the stuff coming. And he, he couldn't say any more. And I'm like, what does this mean? Like, well, now I'm know. more excited for Comic Con. Yeah, like, all right, I, I guess we're gonna see some some more awesome stuff. I thought a a sonic screwdriver that'll really open doors. I'm like, what, <laughs> what does this mean? So yeah, I was. Shy. I mean, the only downside of that licensed product is um, they obviously couldn't shell out to have a real leather flap with a lock. Right. So it's just a printed lock. It's the only mm. downside to it. But for anybody who just wants something easy yeah, exactly. and cheap you and know. looks the part. Um, if you're doing yeah. like a thrift store um, yes. Triton costume, it's a perfect prop. And let's face it, if there's any doctor that's going to look good from a thrift store, it's going to be Trouton. Yeah. So anyways, very, very happy to see that. Very, very happy to see more love for Classic Who. Uh, I was going to ask you, so Hall cosplay-wise, what were some of your favorite costumes you saw? Um, I loved our friend Eric's Jim West oh, costume yeah. that we had on Sunday. That was pretty awesome. That was really awesome. Uh, the, uh, the the most heard comment was, uh, you know, you're actually about twice as high as Conrad. Yeah, everyone seemed to know that Conrad was short. But yes, that was... That was. Did you know he was going to wear that? Yeah, yeah. He'd been posting about it on the RPF. He had the thread where he was making it. I should have. Um, I, I, I'm so bad about the RPF sometimes. But, um, I mean, I'm on there and I'm always managing my own stuff. But I'm not in search of other things. And now I feel really bad because that was. But it was a great surprise. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, my friend James. Uh, I, I have a small post about this already. Um, he did a James West as well. And uh, we did the Robert Conrad Tribute Day back in January where we cut... Um, uh, my friend Rick and I, who worked on the Big Hubaski, uh, cut a tribute video, which is on YouTube now. And uh, we got to meet Conrad in person. It was a lot of fun. I wore my Eighth Doctor outfit, minus the coat, to be sort of an arty, Artemis Gordon. And uh, James wore his James West. And he's, of course, like four times his tall as <laughs> Robert Conrad. But it's a custom-made suit. It's made to look like the classic color blue season two suit. And your friend's was awesome. That was in the corduroy with the leather uh, mm. lapels to be more of like the season three look. Yeah. But very well done. I was very, I mean, just the fact somebody else wanted to do Jim West was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, really good talking to that guy. I just really, like, the more you said, oh, you two have a lot in common. And I'm like, we do. <laughs> we're, we're bonding about Space 1999 and Wild Wild West and Prometheus. That's great. Um, yeah. We'll get back to Sunday later. Um, so other, other costumes that stood out. Um, I, uh, I loved our friend Hannah's, um, she did kind of a, a, a femme 10, yes. but in this very kind of like Victorian style, um, with the kind of like the the big skirt looked awesome. The uh, Tardis parasols what sold it. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, that was really great. Um, I'm trying to think what what did you see that you liked? Hmm. Um, I almost need to go through the photos again to go. Oh yeah, that guy. Um, let me think. Give me a sec. I mean, as I said, it was great seeing the other doctors. A lot of elevens, uh, quite a few tens. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a few other fourth doctors. Uh, a lot of fem fours, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, actually, I met two other guys dressed as four uh, who were really thankful because I guess they put theirs together based on my breakdown. That's great. So that was really cool. Uh, our friend Katie's uh, fem Bucky. Yes, always impressive. Super cool. Um, and she had that neat uh, take on Robin, the boy wonder, the next yeah. day. Uh, I didn't see what she wore Sunday, though. Uh, I did see on Easter Sunday about three guys cosplaying as Jesus. Wow. All separate guys as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, Which I was like, bold move, guys. Bold move. uh, I need to add that on Sunday, uh, there were a lot of people from I don't know what church, like basically condemning us all to hell if we don't convert and see the light of God and stuff. And uh, they had up their signs and they were preaching at you as you walked in. I'm sure you saw them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yes. Just Come what you on. need. Yeah, just what you need to harsh the mellow of a good con. But I mean, shouldn't they be in church <laughs> on Easter Sunday morning? You'd think. You'd think. Well, I'm just glad that they came to sorry us heathens yes. and stop us from having a good time. You'd think there's uh, there's other people that need uh, <laughs> to be guided to religion than geeks who just want to enjoy their pop culture. But, uh, is, this like a, is this just going on like baseball games as well? I don't know. You'd think, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. We need to find somebody who goes to baseball games and ask them. I, I've... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we're nerds. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing some IT crowd esque thing where the pair of us like dress up and go to a baseball. Game. <laughs> Did you see that ludicrous display last night? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was McCourt thinking sending him on so early? <laughs> Problem with the Dodgers is they always walk it in. <laughs> um. um um, but weren't they doing that at Comic-Con too? They were, yeah, yeah. yeah. So WonderCon is not the only one to get the love. Yeah. A lot of anime stuff I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, nothing makes me feel old like anime costumes. <laughs> Except anime costumes is part of what jump-started the cosplay thing back in the late 90s. Uh, this is very true. So this is very true. In many ways, there's a lot of anime that's just as old as we are, but we don't know it because we don't follow anime as closely. I know some anime, but mm. like it's got to be very... It's almost got to be what I call the McDonald's of anime for me to go, oh, yeah, right. you know, Spike, got it. Or, oh, Luke yeah. the Third, Speed Racer. <laughs> I did see a little kid as Speed Racer. That oh, was cool. Adorable. Yeah, he must have been about eight or ten. And he had on the full gear and everything. That was neat. Um, um, I saw a uh, guy dressed as Mario and his daughter, um, who must have been about, like, four or five, was mm-hmm. Princess Peach. And yes. it just broke my heart. Oh, it was the cutest thing I'd ever seen. That's fantastic. Um... Uh, I saw some. I saw a couple doing a really good Green Arrow and Black Canary. Oh, nice! Yeah, and it was like a good. Like every time I see a Black Canary, I'm I'm secretly comparing it to Terry's. <laughs> but I liked hers because it was nice and classic. It wasn't some like new update with like the funky right. yellow boots or the black all black look or anything. It was yeah. very nice and classic. I dug that. Um, and a lot of characters I don't like. I'm thinking if that was a neat costume, who was it? Oh. Um, uh, my friend Kit, um, did, uh, I think it was Silk Spectre and oh, her boyfriend yeah, did yeah, Dr. Yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, they that had was... a Watchmen group. Yeah. At one point. Really yeah, impressive. It was awesome. Yeah. Very, very really great. Um, had to be a very cold costume though. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, uh, and a couple of good Supermen, uh, not too many, sad to say, not too many Captain Marvels. Oh, there was a cool Mary Marvel I saw on Friday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to post half these photos up. I, I feel bad that so much stuff is up, and yet again, I'm a little behind the curve. So when this goes up, my blog will go up, and all my photos and 
stuff we'll, we'll head up there. And then my friend Mark was taking a ton of pictures. Uh, and I'll probably pull out a few selects from there that, that might fill in some gaps. Like, oh, yeah, that costume. Just, uh, just to find them. That's my favorite thing about a con, too. You think, oh, I saw everything. And you go yeah. through Flickr, you go through Facebook and go, where was this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, how did I not see them? How did I not awesome. see them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And WonderCon feels like a little bit more like you could hit the whole con. But as with all things, you... Yeah, yeah, you're always going to miss something. Yeah, indeed. So, um, anyway, uh, Saturday, uh, I, for, well, for the record, I wore my Tom Baker Pyramids of Mars Friday. Uh, I'm glad I got more time in that, and uh, I'm really happy with how that photographs. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, because I didn't have that many photos from Gallifrey. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday I did City of Death, uh, Tom Baker, what I call Cash Tom Baker. And at first I thought, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to be a hot in this costume because I don't have, like, a big neck thing or a scarf around my neck. Oh, yeah, famous last words. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was still sweating to death in that day. <laughs> um, yeah, I found Tom is not, not a... A cool costume. No. Did you? You were? Were you Bells of Saint John? No, no, no. You um, were... I did. Uh, I did Hyde um, from season seven uh-huh. uh, on um, Friday. Okay. And then I did Bells of Saint John um, on Saturday. Okay. And then Sunday was when you did season six. Yeah, Sunday I did Doctor's Wife. Doctor's Wife. Okay. That's right. You were back to the Shetland. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah. I was going to keep it to all season seven costumes, you know, mm-hmm. the blue shirt with the white suspenders. Uh, yeah. But that's one of those looks that, like, people might be like, oh, don't you know he wears skinny suspenders? Uh, right. <laughs> Doesn't he wear a check shirt? Right. So, so yeah, I just kind of kept it classic. The, mm-hmm. the, um, check shirt red bow tie is one of my favorite 11 combos. Now, did you get recognized more in that? Uh, I think I did, actually. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, oh, an 11! Yay. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, by Comic Con, people will have uh, embraced the, uh, the purple frog. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah. i got to say, highlight from Saturday, Yes. Pacific Rim panel. You told me about this. I yeah. feel bad I missed yeah. it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm backing this up. I will make an early claim for movie of the year. I think it's going to be Pacific Rim. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, just the trailer blows me away. I mean, look, yeah. the basic idea of robots versus monsters, I'm there. But done in such like a stylish and clever way... Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna it's gonna really kick ass. Like cool. that movie looks amazing, and uh, Del Toro was on fine form, <laughs> swearing up a storm. Nice. Until nice. Uh, one guy brought his kid up to ask a question. Nice. <laughs> He's like this, like six year old dressed as uh, Captain America, mm-hmm. and then at that point he was like, "Oh, um, yeah, don't don't talk like I do." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that looked awesome. And then uh, the other panel I saw was the um, Evil Dead. Oh, the remake. Yeah, yeah. the remake. Uh, which, uh, Bruce Campbell, always good value for money. Always. Like, that guy knows how to run a panel. Indeed. <laughs> but uh, is the, does the film look like it's worth seeing? I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Um, the the cast all seemed cool. The director seemed like a bit of a douchebag. Okay. I don't know. Um... But Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell seems very happy with it. Mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell's a man that I'm happy to trust. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like he'd be BSing us too much if, if it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And he seemed fairly happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a clip from Sam Raimi who seemed pretty happy. So I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to give it a shot. Okay. It looks like a fun movie. It's, uh, there's a part of me that's like, I'd rather save Evil Dead 4, but okay. No, they did talk about that a little bit. Oh. And they were like, well, why didn't you just do that? And Bruce was like, look, you know, we've been trying to get me free and Sam free and, like, all the people who need to be in place for, like, the last, like, ten years. Wow. And it hasn't happened. Wow. So we figure we'll let them do it, you know, and then if we can all get our shit sorted out, then we'll do Evil Dead 4. 
What an odd idea that they could do a remake and then possibly still do a sequel to the original series after the remake. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of uh Not that I see it happening, but No, I know, I know. Um well their whole thing was like, oh yeah, like maybe it takes place in two different universes or it's the same universe. Like the the director, Fede Alvarez, was saying like it's his ultimate dream to have the two universes kind of do a mashup. Oh. And okay. so you have like um I think the girl's called Mia or something. Mm-hmm. Um, have her meet up with Ash. Oh, they... so it's a it's a female protagonist. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is she gonna get the chainsaw? You think in the the hand? Uh, good question. Because well, it's not the same unless you get someone with a chainsaw. Well, unless, I mean, technically, if they're gonna be remaking Evil Dead, that wouldn't happen until this uh, the remake of Evil Dead Two. Uh, okay. All right. So I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I'll watch it. We'll see what happens. I do feel a little bad because I, I love the uh, the DC animated universe that uh, missing the premiere of Superman Unbound, but mm. it clashed right with the Doctor Who screening, so wasn't really possible. So I'll have to check that out later. Yeah. Um, oh, but a thing I did like about the Doctor Who screening that I forgot to mention—well, I shouldn't—more of a friendly thing—was uh, I like that we were all hanging out and they were asking. Um, uh, Doctor Who trivia question. That's right. Yeah, to hand out free copies of the DVD and score. Well, they felt like nobody was going to be able to answer a Femme Fatale's trivia question. Which was smart. So, <laughs> so the Femme Fatale's panel was asking Doctor Who trivia to give yeah. away DVD sets of Femme Fatale's. That's right. Or or generic trivia. There was that one yeah. about Hitchcock. I remember. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. Uh, that's how they were. Or or if you asked a great question. And I remember uh, the the composer said, "Who composed the original Doctor Who theme?" And uh, and I immediately was like, "Ron Grainer." But we're sitting in the very back, and I'm shouting it, but they're not hearing me. And then everyone around me, and thank you guys for trying to stick up for me, <laughs> was shouting the answers here. But of course, two guys way up front who called it out like a, th- a good thirty seconds later are the people that got it. And part of me is like, "Ah, oh well," you know. Part of me wanted to give them the thrill of, "Hey, a guy dressed as the Doctor is going to walk up and yeah. get this thing." But. And then what was it? Then they took the questions, and everyone's like, "Just ask a question." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, fooey!" Like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you guys have some kind of show? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's broadcast on TV, right? Okay. Uh, loosely translated, your title is "Deadly Females." Am I correct? <laughs> and uh, and we where do we have dinner again? Oh, CPK. That's right. Uh, half of my good memories of WonderCon is just hanging out with these folks and getting late night drinks or dinner somewhere, mm. which to me is half of the good point of a con. Yeah. Um, and uh, and all because, uh, what was it, downtown Disney was too crazy? Yeah. And uh, we just settled on, uh, it just almost spin, spin, a, spin an arrow and figure out where you want to <laughs> go uh, at the uh, Garden Walk Mall, which was just a couple blocks down. And that was all right. And I have to say, they made a mean Mai Tai. Really yes, like that. that was that was damn tasty. Very tasty. Gra- uh, wish the service was better, but... Uh, <laughs> But good company and good food, so I can't complain too much. Um, let me think. Saturday. Um, da, 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 da. So I remember, uh, boy, a lot of this con was just wandering around and, and just enjoying costumes. Um, yeah. Uh, I mostly hung out with Andrew on that day. Andrew Elkins uh, and mm. his girlfriend Genevieve. Uh, they were doing um, also the season 14, Fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane. And uh, again, Sarah, uh, sorry, it's Sarah Jane. Uh, Terry, my girlfriend, was sick for the whole weekend. So this changed my original initial plan. She was going to be Sarah Jane in my fourth Doctor uh, Friday. And then she was going to wear her Mary Marvel or Black Canary, but probably Mary Marvel on Saturday. And then I would have either done Captain Marvel or, or more Tom Baker. Mm. And then Sunday I was going to do Colin Baker. That all changed. 
when I didn't have, and then I, at the last, at the last minute, I decided I'm going to be Tom Baker for the whole weekend, which means for the first time in years, I did one character for an entire con. Uh, which is a, a nice feeling, even though mm. I did variants of that character. Yeah. So it was like you. You did 11, but you're doing all these variants of 11. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. Um, going like, wow, I was Tom for the whole weekend. So people <laughs> can say, if you saw Tom Baker, there's a really good chance it was me. Um, so yeah, and uh, it was cool hanging out with Andrew because we were like the double fours. People were always going, oh my God, <laughs> fourth doctor. And uh, there was always comments of like, who knitted your scarf? Where did you get your scarf? How do I get that scarf? And I'm like, wow, people wow, they love the scarf. They yeah. Love for the scarf. That's cool. Um, and, uh, Andrew's had the great uh, story that his grandmother had knitted his 30 years ago. And I'm like, mine isn't nearly as cool. A friend I know online knitted mine like, like last year you know, after I meticulously researched yarn from drwhoscarf.com. Uh, but, uh, but Hey, if it looks good, that's all, that's what I always point back to. Uh, and I noticed they were selling those robes cause I knew they had the right. TARDIS robe, but they had the robe with, with the brown, with the scarf on the yeah, uh, which is trim. Pretty sweet. Yeah. I like those a lot. Yeah. Pretty fun robes. My, uh, my friend Carl was wearing that, I believe on Saturday with a scarf. So he's <laughs> trying to be a mashup dude. Double doctor. scarfing. Yeah. Yeah. Double, double scarfing. <laughs> exactly. Um, Boy, I feel awful that I'm not thinking of more costumes, and I know it's one of those things where I'm gonna like look over my photos and go, "Oh yeah, that one." Mm. Duh, I'm an idiot. There was that dude in like that um, robot outfit. It was the look yeah, that aliens. was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. impressive. And there were some transformers around that I remember. Yeah, um, um, I find like the costume was like the guy in like the big robot thing. Yeah. Like, I find like my personal preference with costumes is like I like to see people recreating something. Yeah. Um, I guess because when it's with like original costumes, I don't know if it's good or not. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, I get it. I um, get it. So yeah, like I, I would have loved to have seen a costume like that as the power lifter from uh, Aliens. Aliens that yeah, super sweet. But are we pigeonholing ourselves? We probably are by wanting recreation. We probably are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm sure there's like thousands of people who are just like. No, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be to recreate. I want to be creating something original, and that's totally fine. And yep. like, I, there's 100 a place for that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just I find it a little bit too abstract for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. So, so you're yeah, right. and that's to... that's the problem with some anime costumes. It could it might as well be original to us because we don't know as many of those characters, even if it's very well done. And, I guess there, there's a fine line there. I mean, you can tell when something's very well done and go, wow, that's a really impressive looking costume. You can see a lot of skill went into it or someone's wearing it really well and yeah. they, you know, they're modeling it very well. Um, and that's great, but you're right. It doesn't have the same impact if it's not a character that you can click with and immediately tell this is a great version of said character. Like, yeah. especially when it's the obscure stuff like, um, the they live people from Comic Con, yeah. which was like, oh my god, they live, yeah. Uh, and and I remember just, freaking out when yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I did too. Uh, and actually, a friend uh, who did the Fifth Doctor, not Kevin, uh, at the Who screening, we ran into on Saturday, and he was uh, Doctor Bergman from Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Oh, cool. Season one. And that was like, oh my god, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. And he was like, of course, I was, I think, one of three people who recognized him. Which is really sad because uh, it's a good show, and uh, he uh, he had the stun gun, he had the communicator, uh, he had the yellow jacket from season one. Except he was also carrying the toy uh, eagle mm. that came out in the seventies, and that's cool. Except part of me thought, I guess he really wanted to be recognized, and figured people will only recognize the eagle, which is kind of sad uh, because I would have thought like it's it's a good enough costume on its own. Just people get it or they don't. Don't mm. you know? Because on the show, nobody ever carried 
models of the eagle. Yeah. So that's that little part of me. But it was really cool. It was very, very neat to see that. So that was uh, definitely, he gets a spirit award, I think, for uh, for WonderCon for me. But um, speaking of costumes, Saturday Masquerade. Masquerade was very cool. Um, we talked about this. Uh, I haven't attended a Masquerade probably in like four years. Five years, something like that. I don't think I've ever attended a masquerade. Okay, and I've been to quite a lot of comic cons. It's just like when you're a comic con and you want to go to the masquerade, you have to line up all day Saturday mm-hmm. and just lose an entire day at the con just to go to the masquerade. Mm-hmm. Or you like go and like hang out like in the, the the big kind of mezzanine area and like watch it on the screen. But right. I don't know, Saturday night, I want to be drinking and getting in trouble, <laughs> <laughs> or going to a nerdist podcast or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that counts as trouble. That counts as trouble. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then every time we do the Masquerade at Galley, like, I'm usually, like, on stage or, like, you know, something's going on. Mm-hmm. So I've never been able to, like, watch one of those. So, yeah, I think we, we both talked a lot about, like, how illuminating it was to actually like, watch a Masquerade rather than just, you know, kind of being in one a lot. It was. Uh, and I, I used to watch the uh, the Masquerades at Comic-Con. I, I never got in the main room because, as you said, I, I could never braid that line. But uh, I would watch in the overflow room. And that's much more comfortable. Hmm. And, you, and usually it, it has enough room where you can actually mingle with other cosplayers in there that don't compete. But um, I've never, let me think, the only Gallifrey Masquerade I watched live was 08. Because they actually, at that year, it was so small, they let you, how should I put it, it was very high school. You'd <laughs> go up, you do your thing, and then they'd walk you back into the audience to sit down so you could actually watch the rest of the Masquerade. <laughs> and that was kind of nice. Ever since then, of course, you're backstage, and the only way I've ever seen those masquerades is later on tape, uh, from the tape we have. And I didn't even get the whole show on tape until the last maybe two years. So it's a different experience. Um, but watching it live, especially when you're looking at a, a, a cornucopia of different characters that aren't just Doctor Who, um, or, or any characters that you know, is very interesting just to kind of see the, just the range yeah. that people go through. And um, very illuminating in terms of... Um, how should I put this? You know, because you know, we've talked about this. We've done presentations and we've done skits, and we kill ourselves to be really awesome and entertaining. And you realize that there's a whole different um, ballpark when you're a single person going yeah. up there, and all you can really do is parade. But how do you make that interesting? Yeah, especially when you're up there for like a minute, two minutes, right? You know, how do you make walking from one side of the stage to the other uh, interesting? Exactly. Which is something I loved about Hannah's entry because she entered her uh, yes. tenth Doctor costume, mm-hmm. and she kind of had like this little like bit worked out where um, you know she was kind of parading across the stage, but she was doing it in a very like entertaining manner where she'd be like, looking at something and then she would like run over, kind of in this kind of tenth Doctory kinetic mm-hmm. way, and then, character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then she. Kinda kind of got like carried off in a very Mary Poppins way by her TARDIS parasol which was perfect um, yeah. yeah which was which is really great yeah but then on the other side of that there was a lot of like person comes out walks to one side of the stage stands walks to other side of the stage stands and repeat for two minutes and maybe does a little twirl yeah yeah and no matter how impressive the costume is you you go it does help to have a nice presentation yeah and it yeah. doesn't have to be super elaborate, but just something cute and in character is all you need with the right music, or yeah. if you want to reenact a little bit or something from the the show or something. And it's some what was it? Those two people from was it Bioshock? Yeah, they were great. They were great. They were really great. They were reenacting, I believe, like the trailer or something. Yeah. And, except my feeling there was this was well done, but because I don't know exactly what they're doing, 
it was hard to, to like I could tell it was well done, but it was hard for me to totally like engage in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which I get, but I like again, I feel like they were they were good enough in both costumes and presentation yes. that it carried through. Yeah, totally. Um, what else did you like? What are, what other ones? Um, there was the uh, I remember there was that giant spider. Um, that was very impressive. That was a classic good masquerade costume. Mm. Someone on yeah. stilts doing this giant spider person. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Lord of the Rings presentation was very well done. Um, yeah, there was there was two of those. There was one um, for um, something was Sauron, and there was one where uh, a separate entrant was Gandalf. Oh yeah, both Ga- of which were pretty well done. I felt yes. like Gandalf costume was cool. and. Uh, presentation wise yeah but the first one they reenacted like return of the king moment yeah where, you know uh i'm no man and, and that was uh that was very well done and it was a fun fight i think the most impressive one was the gi joe entry they were great they were and awesome like you know we were being a little bit snide about the costumes but their presentation was incredible yeah. like they did this fight choreography that was just so much fun to watch absolutely you could tell they put a ton of effort into it yeah. they had great speed and Really nice, and it had a cute little ending. But it's the, to see the storm shadow and snake eyes fight for two minutes was uh, was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, and you could tell they worked it out very, very well. Um, boy, I mean, it's another one of those things where I'm like, boy, what didn't I like in Masquerade? Uh, but you know, I think it was also very telling to see not only the singles, but when you looked at a group that didn't work. Yeah, and you realize how it is. It is well, um, you know, it takes it takes some effort to do mm. something that'll sustain for more than a couple of minutes and not get the audience going. What's this, or what is it? Um, the the Lego Star Wars guys, the Boba Fett's and the Darth Vader, right. great costumes, but you almost had that audience groaning moment when they did the Gundam style thing. Yeah, I mean, that was one where it was weird because they they kind of like they had a little bit 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 of a bit where they had like the Imperial March yeah. and then it went off and the Vader's angry and yeah. then they start playing Gangnam Style and they dance along and the audience is kind of like, oh god Gangnam Style right but then starts enjoying it like in spite of ourselves right <laughs> like, well what did it was um, their funky dancing the dancing was kind of the dancing yeah, was watching it Lego Boba Fett dance to Gangnam Style yes agree um, and there's not look I'll be honest. It's a bit of a go-to, but there is something to be said for just, if you have a funky group, you throw on some fun tune. The To me, the, the Gundam style of before was YMCA. Yeah. Throw on something like that, dance around for a minute, people will have fun. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't mean you're going to win awards, but, you know, uh, maybe for the costume, but not for the presentation. But, uh, yeah, and the, um, but, like, there was a great Joker, Scarecrow, uh, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn costume uh, group. Great costumes. I yeah. can tell they were awesome very well costumes. done. costumes. Really well done. Uh, the presentation went on too long. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was one of those things where you were expecting like a nice joke button or another character to come in or Batman or somebody. Yeah, or just some kind of like denouement. Like something, something. something to end the thing. And it kind of went on to the point where I think everybody had lost interest for a little bit. Yeah. Which is a bummer because their costumes were so good. Yes. Like they exactly. were really, really impressive. So that was also... It's, it, I just considered it very educational to see what... You know, you look at the audience, you see what plays, what doesn't play. Mm. Is it length? Is it material? is it you know what is it and half the time it's not even the costume most of the time these costumes are very nice and then there was the what I call adorable award <laughs> like the kid who did the little R2-D2 yeah. dress she was adorable she was adorable and the uh, wasn't there uh, the first uh, kid in the, the the Lego Darth Maul oh yeah 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 and he was just twirling around the uh, the double lightsaber that was very cute yeah um, the uh, the one that I I applaud them for trying, but the one that I, I was probably least impressed by was the, what was it, the Caffeinatrix thing? 
Yeah. yeah. Penultimate yeah. entry was this this group who went on, and I, I'm hoping getting the title right, but basically it was a web series promo, and they had the costumes, and all it was 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 very uh, narrator-driven thing, just describing these characters in this premise about essentially someone getting superpowers from coffee and yeah. a villain who's all about sleep, and it's all, it's all a big allegory to sleep and caffeine and such, and done with kind of a comedic flair. Well, that's fine. My thinking on it is, if you're going to do that original characters hard sell already mm-hmm. then do a fun skit that yeah. gets me excited and laughing and enjoying your concept yeah and whereas then, this like felt like a commercial yes. more than anything else well, and like if you if you're, yeah, yeah yeah if you're doing something where you have original characters and you want people to be engaged with those characters yeah do a skit tell a little bit of the story if you're doing like a, a web series like you already have stuff worked out for these characters like right. show us some of that don't yeah. just like Give us the the pitch on it. Yes. Um, yes. Don't give us the pitch. Let's see a teaser to the story. Let's get a little interested. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's funny. I'm going to go watch that now. Instead of, don't describe it to me. That to me, So that to me just told me that they might not have shot anything yet. They may be that early in the in the game of developing yeah. it. Um, so that was a little, it was dry. That's my whole thing. Mm. It's like, it didn't, conv- it does not convince me to want to try it. Instead, it made me feel like, you know the the bit in a Christmas story where it's like, oh, this is just some cheap ad for Ovaltine, yeah, instead yeah. of a cool, me- yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's just a cheap ad. Where instead, if it had been, wow, that was really fun. Oh, and it's a series. I'm gonna go look at that. Um, and I did notice that two of the people on stage, and I don't know if this is intentional or they ran out of time, were wearing a cardboard um, drawings of yeah, costumes. it's almost like a sandwich board. Yeah, sandwich board. Thank you. And I, it made me go like. What, was this so that they could have more writing up there or was it because they did not have time to finish these two costumes and they needed something to represent these other two characters hmm. um, speculation abounds but no. there uh, but no there was some very interesting stuff and Hannah luckily uh, won uh, what two three she won three awards three awards yeah. yes. she did really well uh, best original design I remember and I can't remember the other two because I didn't see the actual award but that congratulations again to Hannah very uh, well earned and, uh, yeah, no, fun time, and just had uh, a good time uh, having drinks afterwards at the hotel bar mm. with a lovely mojito. <laughs> and, and discussing uh, our favorite topic of what you would bring back with a magic Kickstarter. <laughs> the, the topic that will never die. Um, yeah. This is so interesting to hear. And, and, of course, everybody says Firefly. No, 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 no we know. We know. We know, know you bring back Firefly. Yeah, Firefly is going to be the good Everybody one. says. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that seems to mostly be Saturday, um, from what I recall. Yeah, because I didn't go to any of the panels, and I'm flipping through the WonderCon book as I talk. So Sunday, uh, my my big complaint and not complaint regret is uh, uh, Sunday. I literally was like putting on the Colin Baker costume and putting on the Tom Baker costume. I hadn't fully decided what I was going to do, uh, and the the clincher was the uh, fact that uh, I hadn't put any gel guards uh, dr shoals in my new colin baker boots and i did not want my feet to kill me at the end of the day and i gotta say something my tom baker shoes are amazing they i have never had aching feet at the end of the day with my tom baker shoes um so uh i, I don't know if it's the shoes or how much of it is the gel guards in there because i have gel guards in my uh, captain marvel boots and in my star trek boots it helps to a degree but by the end of the day uh my, my feet are just screaming so um it only gets you so far so anyways, comfortable footwear, folks. That that is that was what convinced me to go back to Tom Baker for Sunday. And I got there kind of late between that and the fact that and I think you ran into this too. Traffic was horrible on yeah. Sunday. 
just awful. Um, yeah, no fun. Um, but that was just a total chill day. I just remember uh, hanging out with uh, you guys and Andrew a little bit and just kind of ping-ponging around. Oh, I, I remember a costume I thought was really impressive. Rocky Balboa. Oh, that guy was great. That guy was fantastic. Not only was he, like, built enough to be Rocky, Absolutely. but he was, like, 10 to 10, yeah. and, like, he had the makeup done up, so he looked like he'd been through the wars in a little yeah. bit, and he was just walking around in the shorts and the boxing gloves. Yep, yep. Looked that, great. That guy yeah. rocked it. That really, was really good casting. Very good casting. Oh, and the Spaceballs guys. Yes! Dark Helmet and uh, Barf. Yeah. Yeah. They were uh, they were very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> that guy had the perfect Rick Moranis glasses on underneath his helmet, too. That was very well done. Very similar to uh, the Eleventh Doctor's new glasses that he's been wearing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, I'm forgetting uh, the, the friend who was hanging with us who did Edna Mode. Oh, yeah, yeah, Alex. Alex, thank you. Um, Alex's Edna Mode was fantastic. Yeah, like, she was great. And then anytime she found somebody wearing a cape, she would go up and do the cape bit with yes, them. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it made me wonder how many people like got it, because I got the impression that some people were like, oh, and other people were like, eh, <laughs> why, why you give me crap about my cape? Um, but yeah, that was, that was very cool. Yeah, Sunday was the most chill part. I remember I spent a good time outside because I ran into you guys getting ice cream mm. uh, sandwiches. So I got an ice cream sandwich. Best. They were very, very good. Uh, and I, I basically just had time to say goodbye to uh, Alana and, and most of the TARDIS girls. Um, and uh, and I remember running into there was there was that really fun tenth Doctor, mm -hmm. and uh, Dylan is the other tenth Doctor. Right. And before you know it, we kind of had an instant Doctor Who group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the time he had like more than like three or four Doctor Who cosplayers in one place, suddenly everybody gets started like getting pulled into the vortex. The gravity well happens, yeah. That was that was cool. Um, and you could tell that as soon as that happens, as soon as you have a nice group, it's like you couldn't move for photos then yeah. for a long time. My favorite was always getting stopped by Star Trek people for photos. <laughs> you know, that happened at least three times. I'm like, you're Star Trek. Part of me goes, you're Star Trek. You got your own thing going. Why do you care about that? Well, but... Oh, speaking of, uh, one of my favorite photos from the con is uh, the two of us um, as uh, 4 and 11 mm -hmm. on the bridge of the Enterprise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that came out really good. Yeah, the bridge. Yeah, uh, my friend Houston had the the TNG bridge there again. The couple of chairs and computers. That was fun. That was fun. especially because they had people there in Star Trek outfit. Yeah, to be there with you. Like, dream team. They <laughs> the doctors on the bridge. Four and eleven. That's true. That I didn't. even... Oh my god, I hadn't. That's right. Because IDW is doing the TNG and they mm, did the yeah. before that. Anvil just dropped in my head. <laughs> uh, that's that, that's happened to me a few times. <laughs> Over the over the course but uh yes you're right that is the dream team um so you're right that was that was fun and i was just mostly hanging out i like you're right i remember that uh, peanut butter ice cream sunday pretty well and uh, mm. uh running into uh, my, my buddy rainy who um gave me uh, donuts and jair's uh, peanut butter chocolate bars always nice. good and uh and then at the end of the day it, it was weird because it felt like as the day went on it was a lot of like people moving off to go home yeah and we were whittling down or last run-ins with people to say goodbye and it's that it, you could just feel the start of it's almost over yeah it's that like horrible feeling like the end of camp where yeah. you know like suddenly like real life is right around the corner yeah. you know everybody's gonna go back to what they're doing mm -hmm. and just like yeah i i like it's it's so miserable at comic-con when that happens because like the con floor closes and then within seconds, 
people have got their booths out of there. Mm-hmm. Like it happens so quickly, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, well, now now you're just a regular boring convention center. <laughs> you aren't Comic Con anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's so so sad. It's amazing how fast it gets torn down. Uh, yeah. it was nice hanging out with uh, Jason Palmer the last like ten or fifteen minutes of the con. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, really nice. And a lot of neat new art. Uh, there's mm. always like, ooh, wow, look at all this neat castle art. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and I'm still trying to uh, put a bug in his ear about some Doctor Who stuff. And he seems kind of down, but, uh, you know, now that's the 50th anniversary, it's like, hey, come on. Yeah, and I also feel like, you know, like you're going to sell this stuff like hotcakes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when yeah. I was first telling him to do it, this was like four years ago, and it wasn't quite there. And I think he was like, eh, I don't know. And now it's like, come on. He starts doing some, like, companion pictures. Yeah. He's been doing the Firefly ones. Yep, I feel yep, like those yep. are just going to fly off the shelves. Yep, yep. He, he focuses on the new stuff, absolutely. And he does one or two to ode to the old stuff because of the 50th. Mm. He's done. Because yeah. he does those great collages of, you know, like Battlestar and Firefly and Sprite. Yeah. And if he does one of those, and Superman, and yeah. he does one of those for who that kind of covers, like, the, the base of the 50 years, like Doctors or Monsters or something, forget it. That's 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 going out the door. Mm. Uh, that's flying off the shelves. <laughs> um, yeah, not that I'm trying to be biased or anything. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's this is weird that I didn't even have one little impulse buy. Uh, I actually held true to all the money I spent was on food and parking. Um, so yes, what was it? I need to teach you the trick of not spending money on a con. <laughs> I, I did it pretty well on this one. Usually, like if I'm going to a con, I just give myself a budget, and I'm like, yeah. not allowed to go outside of that. Um, which I didn't at this one at all, and it was kind of relatively modest. As I recall, um, you bought a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. I did. I did. IDW had those like con exclusive yeah. like reprints of all like, the '80s stuff. Yep. Um, which I've been like lingering over for the last like couple of conventions i've been to and mm-hmm. finally i was like you know i'm just gonna pull the trigger yep yep that's yeah. what it comes down to yeah uh showed me that great dave gibbons uh collection yeah, of old 80s so Dr. close to buying that as well that was very tempting that yeah. was very tempting i was like uh <laughs> the only the only purchase i had in my head was finally picking up shot on dvd and of course of all who merchandise there they don't have the official dvds yeah it's weird i mean you have so much more luck with like bootleg dvds yes. or like stuff that's out of print at cons like uh-huh. actually buying something that's like new and you can get on amazon is weirdly difficult yeah there well in the old days suncoast used to have a booth at these cons right and they would carry that stuff uh, but now they're gone, and you're right. It's like there was at least three booths with all kinds of great bootleg stuff. That part of me was there was a time I lived for the bootleg booths mm. because that was the only way you could get some of this stuff. Right. And now a lot of it either is released or you have online sources and whatnot. So I look at it and go, "That's neat. I kind of already have it, or I kind of know where to get it. Yeah. So I'm not in a rush to buy it anymore, which is kind of sad because I want to still kind of support these guys because yeah, yeah, I, I want to make sure that everything in some form uh, stays available." But yeah, all I really wanted was Shada um, to fill in. And you know, I, I actually, I just went on Amazon last night and ordered it because I got a late birthday present for some Amazon gift cards. Oh, nice. So I was like, perfect, Shada. And oh, Ark in Space Special Edition. Boom. Double the time. <laughs> so I uh, took care of that. Um, so there you go. I sort of bought it in spirit. But um, yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything else that I regret not buying there. I have a feeling it'll just be, I'll run into Comic-Con and I'll just, whatever it is, I'll see it there and go, oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. I'll get that. Um, yeah. So it was fun. And then of course we wrapped up by going to downtown Disney, trying Earl's sandwich, which it did indeed have very good sandwiches. Yeah, it was delicious. Even though the kitchen did smell like it was on fire. I, yeah, I have no idea what was going on there. It was <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody's sandwich must have got fire in the toaster and then 
Because the entire place was just kind of like covered in this thick layer of smoke. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. It was a good thing we sat outside. Yeah. And I, I was very uh, nicely impressed that what was it two or three people actually clocked us as doctors yeah. meeting and pulled us aside for photos. Well, there's that lovely family of like six people That's who it. like they walked past and they kind of saw us and like dad was kind of like nodding away and smiling, kind of like thumbs up, and then they walked past. And then they came back and they're like, you know, <laughs> would it be okay if we asked you guys for a picture? And we're like, dude, of course. Yeah, that was, that was, and then we had to climb over the railing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's fine. And hey, it's, it's all about the fan love. That was nice. That was really, I didn't even clock that they had done the first pass. You told me that. <laughs> I think I was tuned to my sandwich. Um, but, uh, which as I said, was very good. I, I now wish I lived in Orange County so I could go back and try the whole menu. Next year. Next year. Next WonderCon, <laughs> which I hear is coming back to Anaheim, so we'll get to do that. Yeah, I, I hope they do. I mean, I, I really had a great time in this convention. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. so much of what I love about conventions. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not getting, like, I mean, we had some good panels this year, but it's not quite, like, the A-list stuff that you get at right. Comic-Con. Um, I think the same probably goes with, like, the booths and things like that. Like, you know, there was some really great stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, still not quite the caliber of what you get at Comic-Con. But, but how much do you live for panels at a con versus the other This is parts? true. I mean, especially, like, because you can't really go to panels at Comic-Con now unless you stay out overnight, which, like, a lot of I time, have yeah. very little interest in doing. No, no. And, and hey, I guess, hey, uh, the best things come to those who wait, but, oh, my God, I I can't do it now. I can't, yeah. I can't do the super long way. I'd rather at least be moving around and checking things out and... Hanging out with people. Hanging out with people. Yeah, exactly. And maybe if it's a panel, I there might be that one panel I will make the sacrifice for. But I'll be honest, we live in a day and age now where most of that stuff ends up online the next day, if not the same day. And I can happily just watch those interviews or uh, hear someone uh, like like our friend Steven who does the podcast uh, gets you know people like uh, Moffat and Matt Smith on... Um, uh, Mad Man of the Box. Yes, Mad Man of the Box. Um, Check actually, it out. I was <laughs> I was I was thinking of that. I was thinking of the what was it, Geekscape or? Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, he does stuff for uh, Geekscape as well. Right. So uh, that that nowadays is it's just watch it in the convenience of my own home now and go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't have to wait for this because at the end of the day, this stuff will eventually get out. It's just yeah. oh, I had the thrill of seeing it like one or two days before everybody else. I mean, to be honest, finding the screenings for stuff. Is more uh, important, yeah. but I just, feel like that, that's a better use of your time. Yes, yes, but unfortunately, even then, you got to be right place, right time yeah. to get into those because you used to have a great time seeing screenings at Comic Con, and now they're so hard to like. I, I'll hear about you got to like, follow them on Twitter and yes. then go to a certain place, then get the token that you take to like the guy that you find, and then you have to like mm-hmm. you know like them on Facebook to get something else, right. and, you know. It's like this like massive digital physical scavenger hunt yep. before you like. You know, I actually don't care that much about this movie. I'm going to go get beer. <laughs> I'm going to mention something about Comic-Con that I found a little annoying, actually, along those lines. Do you remember, was this last year or the year before? I want to say this was 2011, where uh, they did this thing where everybody offering Who stuff, they had a they had a code, um, and you either took a picture of oh, it or you typed right. it in. And I've got such an ancient phone, I had to type in the code. But you went around, and then the other code was at the, the Nerdist podcast. Right. And I think there was a total of, like, seven or eight codes you had to get. Yeah, and it was all, like, QR codes you had to. So. Right. And you went to, like, Underground Toys and Diamond and anyone who had anything remotely who in their stuff, they, they promoted right. it. 
And I thought you were going to get some cool thing if you went to the all this trouble. Well, that was what they said. They were yeah. like, "Hey, special surprise for everybody who does it." And, and then, all it's put me on is like a like a the equivalent of text junk mail from yeah, BBC America. Exactly. And you're like, "Okay, okay, BBC America, I get it. Orphan Black is coming out, right? <laughs> right? Or Doctor Who premieres now." And I go like, "You know what? Though I'm enough of a fan that I know all this already." Yeah. You know if I this? fucking cared enough to go and like scan all those codes, I care enough to know what time it's happening. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yet again, this is just. A an ad for Ovaltine? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I I, guess I was hoping to get a drawing for at least like a free Doctor Who toy or something. Yeah. I'd, or, hey, there's a special, I, I knew it would never be this cool, there's a special like bar meet and greet with Matt and Karen, go to there, you know, something, yeah, yeah. something, but. Yeah, but I mean, to kind of come back to my original point, like, <sighs> All of those things, yeah, that's, that's all like Comic-Con problems mm-hmm. that, like, you don't really have at WonderCon. No, 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 Like, yeah. it's... You know, it's just, it's such a pleasant con to be at. I, I really do hope that they keep it, either keep it in Anaheim or, like, do another version of it in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll, I'll be sorry to see this con go from the, the, the SoCal con calendar. Uh, from what I hear, uh, they will be back next year, and uh, it, either it will still be called WonderCon or it'll be given a new name while WonderCon officially moves back to San Francisco. Right. So I'm not sure how that'll go, but it, one way or another, we will have a con in Anaheim next year this time, which will be cool. That will be awesome. It's a oh. uh, it's a nice it's a nice thing to go to. As I said, it's it's the no pressure con. Although, uh, as I was saying, um, the drive back and forth from Pasadena to uh, Anaheim slight slight pressure there. Slight pressure, <laughs> you know, because it, it meant I was getting there off in between like noon and one and uh, missing a little bit of the con. And although I'd stay late, it reminded me of my early days going to Gallifrey where I didn't stay at the hotel. Yeah, and now I'm going like. I'm going to have to get a hotel room next year, <laughs> which a part of me just doesn't want to do. It's another expense that I'm like, but I live in the area. I shouldn't have to, but I'm like, but it's such a pain in the ass to drive 45 minutes there and back. Yeah, that was my thing. I was like, you know, <sighs> yes, it's an expense. And yes, I only live like an hour's drive away, but it's the convenience. You're yeah. paying for the convenience. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, but yeah, so WonderCon, definitely the no pressure con. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I hope anybody who is thinking about going next year goes because it's it's a, it's a really good time and and I really do say that it's it is still at this point similar to the vibe you get at an older Comic Con. You know, big and fun but not unmanageable. Yeah, uh, which is very key. And yeah, okay, it's not as Hollywood, but in a lot of ways, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does definitely work out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of great costumes and a lot of cool dealers. A lot of the same dealers from uh, Comic-Con. And uh, yeah, and just, just just a good time. And I like the fact that um, it, it is like a weird mash of a lot of people I see at Comic-Con and Gallifrey. But yet again, we're all we're all together again, hanging out, you know, for the, the next time. The sequel or the prequel, not the sequel. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so final thoughts? Um, two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Fine holiday fun for all the family. I like it. I like it. Yes, I I would totally agree. Big thumbs up, and uh, yeah, check it out next year for sure. And with that, we're gonna call this episode over. So thank you very much. We'll be back next week with more shop talk here at Costume Station Zero. <laughs>